You're listening to a teaching from Sundown Church. We hope you encounter God through our podcast and experience freedom in your life. Well, good morning, everybody. I'm, I'm happy to be back with you. Uh, I... I love the Sundays that we don't fill this room, but I really, 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 I love the Sundays that we're here. I love the Sundays that we're together. Uh, But I don't know about you, last Sunday was a blessed Sunday for us and for our family. It was a wonderful thing, wonderful time of engagement. The Lord just changing our perspective and recognizing that the church is where you are. It doesn't, it's not a building. It's where you are. You are the church. You are the body of Christ and where you are the Spirit of the Lord is, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So where you are, there is freedom. So uh, I, I love that. I, I know that there's good testimony of engaging with our neighbors and engaging with those around us and, and speaking truth, and I pray that that would just continue in your lives, that the Lord would continue to bring you opportunities and moments where you can engage with one another, because these Sundays that we don't meet in this room are Sundays with intent. They are not Sundays just to give this building a rest. The building is fine. It can handle you. You guys are rowdy, but it's okay. The building can handle it. It's that we would be for this community and this this community would see that we are for them. And that we would create a mystery. The Lord is creating a mystery in the children of God because we are doing things that don't make sense to the world and their logic. Praise God. We're not supposed to. Because that creates curiosity. Curiosity creates questions. And questions create conversation where truth is delivered and truth is received. So I, I'm praying that uh, the fruit of last Sunday continues to show itself in your own story. Uh, and we also had the opportunity to hear from Sarah. And if you haven't heard that, I know what you're doing this afternoon. You're going home, you're listening to it. It's 14 minutes and like 28 seconds. You can handle it, okay? You can hang, you can get a double portion on Sunday, you'll be okay. That, if you did hear it, Wow. That word was powerful. Short, sweet, to the point. I love when I see them, little 14 minute or 10 minute, anything that's really sub 30, it's like, you better hold on because we're just getting into it. Buckle up. The Lord's going to hit you with it. And then we're moving on. Okay, there's no time to dwell on it. It's just we're going to get into it. And that was amazing. And we see that the world is moving in a direction and the Lord is asking us to move in a very different direction. I could see that in that word. The Lord is asking us to move in a different direction. Okay? He's creating the mystery. He is making His appeal through us. Amen? Yes. You, come on. Yes. That, be loud. Amen. I'll get in your faces. All right? This thing is mobile. I can move from here. Okay? She echoed a word that has been in me for a few weeks. And it, let's just stop for a second. That's amazing that the Lord does that. I mean, I live with her. And I see her all the time, but there are things with this job that this, this position where I just have to sit, it just has to stay with me and the Lord because I don't understand it fully. And the Lord is still revealing things to me. In that process, though, he's prepared a word in someone else that will bring more clarity to the one he's preparing in me. That's a beautiful thing, unity in the spirit. I don't know why we would choose anything else. That's really the take-home message today. Why would you choose anything but unity in the Spirit? It's a lot more fun. It's a lot more fun. Your life is a, it's a lot easier. It's a lot of work to be 
divided. It's hard. You really got to commit to it nonstop. Unity in the Spirit, you just get to say yes to it, and it just it starts to happen. It's a beautiful thing. So church, what the Lord laid on me several weeks ago is this one statement, community. I'm not talking about a, a, a city. I'm not talking about a, a big group of people. I'm talking about community. I'm talking about the living together, the, the living life, doing life with one another, engaging with one another, being a part of each other's stories, being active participants in each other's stories. That's what I'm talking about when I say community. Community can't exist in this city. It can't exist in this area if it does not first exist here. It cannot exist anywhere if it does not first exist in the heart of God and His people. It exists in the heart of God, but it, now it's got to exist in His people before it can transpire to anyone else. He created community. He's the author and perfecter of it. So if His children aren't walking in it, no one else will walk in it. No one else will experience it. Amen? Community can't exist in this city if it does not exist here. Amen means let it be. So let it be that this would be a community united by the Spirit of God. Amen? We've got to recognize that this is, it's been a fascinating thought since Randy brought... Uh, he didn't bring it. I wasn't here when Rhea and Amanda brought this uh, prophecy all these years ago um, about this being the fourth pillar in the next great move of God. And I actively believe that we are currently that pillar in this move of God. All of that to say, the Lord has shown that when He releases something here, He's releasing it here, but it's being released to the rest of the world. He's doing something here, and as this place and the people that engage with this truth engage in that, that word or that anointing that He's released, we will see this ripple effect that will go beyond what we can comprehend. All that to say, this is the pond, and He's dropping rocks here first that the ripple effects would take, take over and wash over the rest of the country. Amen? So, He's doing things here that are significant, and He's doing things here first. So, I believe that if we want to see community in our cities, if we first see it here, we will see it in our communities. And we will see this ripple effect where it exists in the rest of the world. Amen? It starts with us, though. As Sarah said, it starts with Sarah and I. If you listen to that word, we have to be honest with you all. We're not very good at that. Me and Sarah are really good at explaining away why we don't need to share our struggles with anyone else. Well, they've got their own stuff going on. Their life is tough. They don't need me to come. My, my fear, personally for me, is I don't want to be that guy that one-ups the stories. We all have that friend. It's like, man, I got, I got bit by a shark last week. It was like, man, uh, a shark got both my legs and the helicopter crashed on my head. That's called a one-upper, right? He's always got a cooler story than you. And you're like, that's, that's made up. That's not true, but we didn't, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be the guy that's like, well, I know your stuff is really hard, but my stuff's hard too. But guess what? Your stuff's really hard, and my stuff's hard too. That's just the reality of it. But that's how I reason away not being vulnerable with, with you all. And Sarah said, she called us out on it. She called me out on it. I didn't know she was going to do that, but she did it. She, she's good at it. She's good. She keeps me in line, fine-tuned, okay? Okay. Uh, 
But we've got to be vulnerable. That's got to start with us. We've got to be honest with you, vulnerable with you. Because in that, the Lord showed me this. It was very interesting. But as I am vulnerable for you, what that does in the Spirit, what that does, what the Lord is speaking in those times is when I come to you with what I'm struggling with, what the Lord is also saying to you is that I'm for you. I'm not against you. Right? In the world's standards, by the world's standards, someone that's for you, someone that stands in their corner and they ask nothing from you and they just push you forward, but you don't know anything about them, but they're just for you, they're just pushing you forward. That's not it in the body of Christ. That can't just be it. We have to engage with one another together. And so the Lord just said, as you open up and you share what's going on with you, the message of I am for you is also spoken. And so I need you to hear that. I need you to hear that we are for you. We are for you individually. We are for this house. We are for this, this city. We are for West Texas. And something we can't afford is to tear one another down in this time or any time. We cannot afford it. We cannot afford to tear someone down. If someone attends here, someone doesn't attend here, someone used to attend here, doesn't attend here, came here once, like, eh, left, it don't matter. Someone that gets the vaccine or doesn't get the vaccine, ooh, spooky. Someone that wants to wear a mask, someone that doesn't want to wear a mask. I just see over and over ways that we can be divided by really stupid things. Pardon my language, but that is dumb. Why would I be against you because you do something differently than me? Who cares? Who cares? If someone comes here and then they go somewhere else, praise God. They're in process. And I believe that the Lord is calling them to somewhere else. That's great. I'm not in charge of that. If someone wants to get a vaccine or doesn't want to get a vaccine, okay, it's your deal, not my deal. It's your deal. And I will not be divided. I can have a disagreement, but I will not be divided. Why would we be divided? That's like me being divided with Sarah because she doesn't like bread and I like bread. I love bread. <laughs> bread don't like me, but I like it. But, I mean, that's, that's as silly Oh, you ate garlic bread? No, 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 no. Don't talk to me. We don't do that. I don't do that garlic bread in this house. No. We cannot afford that in this day and age. Because the world is just split, 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 split. Will the people of God be any different? The children of God. There will be a mystery created when they don't find that in them, that which they see everywhere else. When they see unity where there should not be unity. Because guess what? We are just as different as the rest of the world. The one thing that unites us is Him. That's it. That's it. And in our pursuit of Him, we recognize that we are members one of another. And so if I preach division, if I get frustrated because someone does this and I didn't like that, or they do something I don't agree with, and I allow division towards that person, all I'm doing is attacking myself because we are members one of another. Period. There's no ands, if, or buts about it. I don't care if you disagree with them. They are still a member of you and you are still a member of them. To attack one another, to allow division 
to exist between one another is all that that is doing is hurting you because they hold the key to unlock something in you, some, some purpose, some identity in you that only they hold the key to. That's the beauty of the body of Christ. Because these new members come and they unlock new things in each and every one of us. And it's a beautiful and amazing thing. And it's what the world needs to see. It can't be. We've learned this well. It can't be about the pursuit of right and wrong. Because what we find is that that is so much based on your opinion and your life experiences. And I can't use my life experiences to define your life and what it should look like. Because there hadn't been a day where our lives have looked the same. Not one. We must pursue truth. And only the pursuit of truth. Ephesians 4, verse 1. I therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called. Let that just be a statement of accountability. As you start each and every day, are you going to walk in a manner worthy of that which you have been called? The anointing that the Lord has placed on you, will you walk in a, in a manner that is worthy of it? With all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body. And one spirit, just as you were called to one hope that belongs to your call, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. Amen? There is but one. And we are members of this one. We are one. And we are all in process. been so interesting to me seeing we, we had, uh, you know, COVID's going around again. It's happening again. And we had a case in sundown. And man, oh man, the pitchforks and the torches came out like that. I mean like that. Immediate attack on people. People that don't even know each other. Or like friend requesting each other on Facebook just so that they can have access to you so they can bash you. Like, what? We would turn on each other so quickly because of that? It's just ridiculous. We, can't, we cannot be those people that would harbor division. So if we want community to exist in this place, in this city, it must first exist here in us, together with one another. And we've got to recognize that we are all in process and we need to be patient with one another. We will overflow, this community will overflow with victory when we hold each other close. You know, Sarah mentioned that again. There was not, in our story and the, the things that we had happen to us, there was not pity waiting for us from the Lord. There was only victory. If we had shared and we had been vulnerable with the body of Christ, there was only victory for us. Pity was found when we stayed quiet and tried to fix it ourselves. But that is not found in the Lord. There is victory in the Lord. There is unity in the Lord. 
And we need to accept nothing else. And we need to be bringers of nothing else. Because nothing else will do. Is there anything else that you can see right now that will do? And don't say, this has become a common thing. Now I'm hearing a lot. Jesus, just come back. Hold the brakes. Jesus did. He's in you. Jesus is here. What's your excuse now? Don't wait on Jesus to come back and make everything right. He died on the cross that you could do it. He didn't, he didn't die on the cross so you could just live and struggle and be like, hold on guys, I'm almost done with your room and then I'll come back. That's not it. Jesus died not to get you into heaven, to get heaven into you, that you could establish the kingdom of heaven here on this earth, that we could see the Garden of Eden restored here and now. That the kingdom of heaven would reign here. Not at the end of these days, but it would reign here now because you are here and now and you are a vessel filled with the presence of God. Nothing else will do but unity. Nothing else will do but community between the body of Christ, united as one, perfectly one. There is not a one of us that is the same, so just get over it. Be ready for there to be differences. And celebrate the differences. I praise God for the differences. There is so much. I don't know how many times. I've said this a lot. I came here and I thought I was pretty hot stuff when it came to worship on the drums. Because I had done some cool stuff. In my, in my head, I did some cool stuff. No one knows. So it's not like it was really that cool. But I thought I was really cool. Now I come to this small church and I'm like, man, I'm going to teach these people some stuff about worship. That's not how that went. Not how that went at all. This tiny little church and this pastor, this worship pastor that does this free has taught me more about worship because of the differences than I ever thought I would ever learn. I know more about the heart of God because we are different and have different experiences than I ever thought possible. Because we are different. Because of the difference, I can see clearly who the Lord is because if we were all the same, the image of God that we would see would be very small. The difference is, every puzzle piece is different. There is not a one that is the same. But when you put them all together, it creates this beautiful picture of who God is in fullness and in power. And we get to experience that if we would celebrate these differences that we are going to naturally find in here. And when we do it, we can begin to see them do it. They can celebrate differences. There can be unity because they are seeing it in the children of God. And we can go and establish it in their homes, in their workplaces, in their lives. Establish this unity, this unity in the Spirit. Introduce them to the Spirit of God, who they were made for, who Jesus died that they could meet. Celebrate the differences. Be bringers of unity because nothing else will do. We were singing... Um, we were singing the, uh, the blessing, which, again, one of the most prophetic, powerful songs I've ever heard, especially because it was written before the pandemic started. I mean, you talk about timing. And the Lord's word to His people globally, 
that He will take care of us. And we were practicing it on, on Thursday night. We were playing it. And the He is for you portion. Just singing that. And what I saw was I saw the, the children of God, the people who gather in this house, they just began to turn. And they weren't receiving it for themselves because they had already received it for themselves. They knew so solidly, so permanently that He was for them that they began to look outward and they began to sing it over the community around them. But what was so fascinating about that was not that they were exclaiming that over and they were rejoicing and they were declaring victory over the community and over their neighbors and over their co-workers and they were singing it that they would know the testimony that He is for them. They would know the truth that He is for them. What was so profound to me was the solid ground that each one of you stood on as you turned to sing it over your neighbor. You so solidly knew that He was for you. That you no longer had to sing that song in a receiving way. But you just became a part of this river and you allowed it to flow out of you to those around you. Because you knew it so concretely that of course He's for me. But I need to tell them He's for them too. It was powerful. It was powerful how the focus shifted. We get into that trap sometimes with worship. We sing these songs and, and we repeat them over ourselves over and over and over and over and over again. But it's like, you, you do know that, right? You're not having to remind yourself of that, right? And I need you to know that you don't need to remind, I hope to God, you don't need to remind yourself that He is for you. Just look, just for a second, look at your life. Can anyone tell me that He is against them? If you can't prove that He's against you, then guess what that proves? He's for you. And so now, so solidly believe that for yourself that you can begin to proclaim it over those around you. That He is for you as well. He's for me. And they will see that in you when you stand on that solid ground that I know God is for me. They will see that and then they will believe you when you say, He's for you too. Not just for me. He's for you as well. And it creates unity. It creates this bond uh, together with one another, this community that we desire to see. But we, the children of God, have to be the ones that make that conscious choice of we will be unified, period. Declare it. You have the authority. You don't, don't ask for unity. Demand unity. Because God's already given everything we need for unity. There's nothing more that He can give us to be unified. He's given everything. Demand it of yourself. He's given you the Spirit of God that fills you and goes with you everywhere. He is the author and perfecter of unity. What more can God give you? He can't give you anything else. He's given it all to you. So demand it of yourself. I will be united with my brothers and sisters. I will bring unity to those around me. I will be a bringer of unity because nothing else will do. And I will wake up each and every day demanding it of myself. I will be unified with my brothers and sisters. I will be unified with the heart of God for my life. Period. Because nothing else will do. Thanks for listening to this message. For more resources, visit sundownchurch.com.